Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. On today's Movie Talk, we are discussing some Disney Plus titles you can watch on launch day. And then if you don't have Disney Plus, we still got you covered on Netflix. And then a whole big grab bag because we're talking about all the random stuff we've binge watched recently. Hello, everyone. I've been wearing this shirt since Friday, and it's fine. No, I'm, I'm not messing with you guys here. This is a pre-taped episode of Movie Talk because we are not in the office on Monday for Veterans Day, but we still wanted to deliver some Movie Talk your way. And it feels like a big time to be talking about movies because tomorrow is a very big day in the industry. It's the launch of Disney+, Plus, so we are going to run through a whole bunch of recommendations there, maybe on Netflix and wherever else we find titles that we're passionate about. And I get to have this conversation with two of my absolute favorites, Mark Riley and John Roca. How do your shirts smell? Are you guys okay? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> happy happy uh, Veterans Day to everybody out there, my fellow uh, servicemen and everybody who served and made the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, happy to everybody. I hope you're enjoying yourselves. Relax. Mm-hmm. Take some time to yourself. Don't rush yourself like other people we know who have pain in their legs. Don't push oh, yourself. Stop that. Be, be relaxed stop and enjoy that. your world and enjoy your day. This is for you. Absolutely. Did I not have gone to the gym last night? <laughs> Did you go to the gym? Perry, Perry. I did. You ran 26 freaking miles. So I took three days off and then I did the beginner. I did the beginner (laughs) class. So it was just like learning the motions again. Listen, you need heating pads. You need rest. You need couches and you need binge worthy shows that we are going to talk about. I don't say this often to you guys. We're right. right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the first topic we're going to discuss today is Disney Plus. It launches tomorrow and there is so much content you can watch on launch day. So we have gone through the list and each one of us has picked something that we either have seen already and love or something that we have yet to see and are very excited for that you could watch on November 12th. Riley, you're up first. What you got for us? Well, I know everybody would expect me wearing this shirt to say The Mandalorian, but you're all going to watch that. So (laughs) let's go back to the archives. Let's go back in time and get excited about some movies that maybe uh, you forgot that Disney actually owns and produced. And that would be The Rocketeer. That's right. The Rocketeer. Billy Campbell, a young Jennifer Connelly. We have one of the greatest action movies, comic book movies. I love this movie. It's so nostalgic for me. I watch this thing over and 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 over again. 
Joe Johnston directed this thing. It's coming to Disney Plus. It's going to be one of my first stops because I love this movie so much and I haven't seen it in many, many years. I have not rewatched The Rocketeer in forever. Yeah, you, you got to rewatch it just for Timothy Dalton's performance in this movie as like an Errol Flynn kind of character, mm-hmm. um, you know, an actor, but that he has some sinister motives. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin the movie. If you haven't seen the Rocketeer, there's been rumors that they were going to do the Rocketeers, a sequel, but now I believe there's going to be a Disney plus animated series. Okay. So, uh, get excited for that. I certainly am, but this is the one that started it all where you can see the progression in Joe Johnston's directing, where you watch the Rocketeer and go, yeah, I think he could do Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. And this this kind of started it all for me. I love this movie. Solid recommendation. Rocketeer fan? Not? Uh, I've never seen it. Holy mother! Yeah, it's one my of those God. gaps. It's okay. one of those gaps in my film viewing experience. Somehow I've survived and won four titles in a certain competition without having seen the film or being asked hey, about man. it. So Respect. I'm very lucky in that way. But yes, but I know all the characters in it. I know all the actors in it. And I think I've studied the plot and what happens in the twists and turns of that movie just in case. I love how you're but like I've never seen it. your trivia abilities right now in your assessment. All right, yeah, who else is in it? Who else is in it? I gave you Billy uh, Timothy Campbell. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. What year was it released? Jennifer Connelly. 1992? Close. 1991. Okay. Alan Alda. Alan Alda. A young and uh, uh, Paul Servino. Paul Servino. You believe that? I don't think he was young. Uh, Terry O'Quinn, yeah, he was. It, Paul Servino's never really aged, no, actually. He's, yeah, so he's, he's about the same. same. He just walked out of the womb, and there he is. <laughs> um, uh, Jennifer Connelly, I mentioned Timothy Dalton, yeah, uh, Paul Servino, and a, a dude. I'm trying to. It looks like it's. Uh, I'm trying to find who it is, but it's a big giant guy that is just like the big lug, the big thug mm. that you have to fight. Like he's a classic comic book villain kind of guy. Oh, nice. It's just one of those movies. It's so great. It's yeah. so great. You All would right. love it, Roka. I, I think know. you would I'm, love I'm it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it's, it. I think it's definitely long overdue for a rewatch mm. also. Yeah. So mm. we'll, we'll watch and rewatch and then we'll, we'll reconvene. Roka, you have an interesting choice. That's something different from what Riley just picked. Absolutely. I wanted to look at something that was that they're dropping that's new, that they're doing. And because, of course, they went through that whole Twitter thread with millions of films that are coming out on Jeez, Disney Plus. I know. Which was very like fun. Perry. Huh? Like Perry. The squ- it's a squirrel, right? The Disney? Oh, that's right. It's, it's yes. Oh, like, that's right. People, like Perry, people the have sent one. that to me time and time again because it's also really weird that they spell it like I spell my name, but yeah. I've never actually watched it. I'm afraid the squirrel's going to die or something, and then I'll get sad like Bambi. <laughs> I think you should do a, a watch along uh, on your channel for that thing. Can someone just let me know before I agree to that if I'm going to be really sad after yeah. it? Well, you have to wear a squirrel costume, though. A squirrel girl costume. There has or to be a squirrel like onesie or something. Oh, yeah, out there. of course. Okay. Yeah, if, are... if I can find a squirrel onesie and I can get the all clear from the viewership that there's nothing devastating in it, I will do a watch along. There nice. you go. I like that idea. <laughs> but that's not my film. My film is a Christmas film. What? I have. I don't know. I look. All I can tell you is I saw the trailer and my stupid little heart woke up. Okay. Noel is the name of the movie. It stars Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick. Uh, Billy Eichner is in this thing. Ron Funches, the great Julie Haggerty from Airplane, and of course the legend Shirley MacLaine. As Chris Kringle prepares to retire as Santa and pass on the reins to his son Nick, the stress of his future role begins to get to Nick when his sister Noel suggests that he take a weekend off. Nick abandons his job completely. Noel faces the world outside the North Pole for the first time when she follows him, trying to convince him to return to work. Uh, blah 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 blah. Hilarity ensues. Hilarity <laughs> ensues. Hijinks. All that kind of jazz. But I love the fact that look, Bill Hader, 
with Barry, with uh, what he did in It Chapter 2. There, this is Bill Hader's time. This is a hater sauce or no, hater, Hater's time. I get Hater Prime. Hater Sons. The Bill It can't be the Bill because you had to have gone away. So to me, I'm, he's in the Hater Prime directive right now. Everybody wants to see everything he's doing. Huh? Peak Hater. That's it. He's a Peak Hater. That's what the kids are saying. Peak Hater. And he is doing so many great. I, I love that he's part of this. And Anna Kendrick. It's oh, And it seems like she's going to be singing some songs. This is her jam, these kinds of movies. So to me, it hits all the right tone. And who doesn't want a new Christmas movie that you can enjoy yourself? I did with last Christmas, whether you like it or I not. I knew you and, were going to bring it and, up. <laughs> and, and I will say this. I just like the idea of something really fun and interesting. Both of these actors I love and enjoy. And it's got a little bit of a, you know, kind of an Arthur Christmas vibe to it as well, which I like. I don't okay. know. I'm open to it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not completely sold. Did mm. this one start planned as a theatrical release and sure then they did. got shifted yep. over? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. this thing I think was... I think it was uh, actually developed and shot in 1985. Um, it's been oh, that long. It's it been, is a hater it, it, yeah. it is. <laughs> It's been a very long time. I think it, it actually shot, it was like uh, 2016 yeah, or around there. Yeah, it was there. a very long time. That's the only thing that gives me any kind of hesitation. Mm. And it's like, are we even in a time anymore when you have to say, like, you know, when straight to DVD was a thing and you yeah. knew if the movie went straight to DVD, it was garbage. But I feel like with streaming services, that's not necessarily the case anymore. So Certainly not. I've heard some nice things about Lady and the Tramp, which I have to finally watch. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch that. I'm definitely going to catch that. Mark Lawrence directed this thing. He did Miss Congeniality. He I did, like that movie. He did Two Weeks Notice. He did, uh, did you hear about the Morgans? Okay. Uh, You're losing me. Quentin Tarantino said, I'm a big fan of Mark Lawrence. In an interview with Sunday Times, he has a perfect leading man quality to him. There you go. All right, all right, like, sure. As in Quentin Tarantino saw Noel, or you're just reading a random quote from another. No, movie? I'm saying Quentin Tarantino said this about uh, Mark Lawrence in the, in the Sunday Times. He said he's that kind of guy. He's a leading man as a director. Okay. So I, I well, can, I can, well, well, if he's out for him, yeah, okay. it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to you got to get sell. festive, right? Yeah. You know, Look, I'm not I gonna lie. It. There, there are some misses on this uh, resume of his. I'm not gonna lie, but have you I'm guys, hoping this is a hit. Have you guys done anything to uh, kind of like ring in the holiday season yet? You know, put any kind of decoration up? God, no, it's way too early. Can I tell you a terrible Ooh. true story? Actually, so I came home last night to a notice on my door saying that by like something like November. 9th, I have to remove the decorations from my door. By November 9th? Or December or January 9th? Oh no, like like the date the dates yeah. yeah. January 9th. Okay, so oh, no, 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 no. Like November 9th. What? Like I have my Halloween decorations. Oh Halloween, got Perry. it. Perry. What? You should have removed it November One, 2nd. The pumpkin skeleton stays up on my door year-round. Oh, that's fair. It, it has since I've moved out here, so right. for three and a half years. But it's also, like, I have a freaking pumpkin by my door. Are you kidding me? Mm. Am I not allowed to keep a pumpkin there? Doesn't that bring uh, flies and insects and stuff like that once it starts to decay? perfectly fine. Okay. When it does it, it hasn't to... been carved. No, it's just no. A pumpkin. when it starts to So you have your Thanksgiving yeah. decorations yeah. then. But, but like what I'm a little more concerned about is this a new building policy where you're not allowed to have decorations mm-hmm. at your door cuz their their little memo said in order to preserve the community and like the like the continuity of the look or some right. crap like that. Oh I don't know, it made God. me so mad. <laughs> What building bans decorations? Look, this is how it works when you work when you live in a complex like you live. They have orders and they have all this That's kind of absurd. stuff. That's absurd. I know. I I've don't agree with it. I've lived in many apartment complexes over the course of my life in Manhattan, in and Manhattan. I've never seen such an absurd rule like That's that. Because they're crazy in New York. Makes Perry. me so mad. Wow. So mad. But you know what makes me happy? My pick right now because Boom. it's one of my absolute favorites, probably of all time. 
It is a childhood favorite that I could probably recite almost every single line of dialogue from right now, and it's coming to Disney Plus, and it's going to be there on day one. And oh wait, <laughs> I think I sent them a different one. Yeah, you did. <gasps> I was going to say heavyweights, but um, uh. you know, the other one that I really—do you know how many times I changed it back and forth? What did I really? Pick? Perry, Perry ran a marathon. Adam, I'm a so few days ago. sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not, not all there <laughs> no. right now. So that <laughs> movie Noel, right? <laughs> I mean, Noel. Noel. It's also Noel. so awkward because like my tee up couldn't be for that movie. Couldn't be more yeah. like polar opposite of the other one. <laughs> uh, the real one I chose was Free Solo. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the title. <laughs> Like nothing matches what's, up to what you're saying. What's wrong with me? <laughs> oh my god! Um, but Heavyweights is available on Disney Plus, and obviously that was a big sell for me. The movie mm. I'm talking about right now, though, is one of my favorite movies from last year, and it was Free Solo. I think that anybody who is into like risk taking kind of things will be absolutely fascinated by this movie. Just the art of free solo climbing, risking your life, but the passion to do something like that. But it's not even just about, you know, thrill seekers mm. getting a thrill out of watching somebody else do something like this. It's about how passionate Alex Honnold is about this. I mean, you could just feel it in the movie that this hobby is like flowing through his veins. Mm. He's well aware of the risks. He know how he knows how it affects the people around him, but it's an undeniable truth about him and just someone so passionate about something like that will always speak to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I and have so, yet to so see will, this movie, so I need no, to yeah, see yeah. it. So will campers jumping off a plank and onto a blob. <laughs> oh ben Stiller's in that one, isn't he? he is, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Is. Oh, look, a deli meat. <laughs> no? Like when he raids the bunk? I I I Guys. have never seen heavyweights. Okay. I think I think uh, maybe uh, may, have I. You're killing me. Yeah, you might I have know. seen it. What's that? You might have seen. I've it. probably seen it. I just yeah. can't remember mo- most of it. You so. really need to rewatch it. Well, after I, the Rocketeer, I'll look right I'm into it. Fairly com- I'm fairly <laughs> confident that it holds up too. Like okay. I do. Does it work? Obviously, yeah. I do wonder if nostalgia is a uh. factor with me because I've been watching it since I was a teeny tiny child, but. I, I don't know. I still find it very funny. It's about right. them losing weight, right? At the yeah. camp? Yeah, the kids. So there's go no to, body shaming or fat shaming in this, is there? 2019. No, it was very not, sensitive I mean, about that. Not so. that I can specifically remember. Okay. For, for all I know, there's a line of dialogue in there that someone would consider offensive today, right. but I don't know. Like, it, okay. it's, it's always, and I think uh, it's inspired me to, like, stay fit, do activities, but also, like, mm-hmm. go to camp and have a group of friends and be supported by that group of friends. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like, Ben Stiller's character is the jerk that comes in and right. kind of, like, pressures them to do all this, this crazy stuff. Which in is order worse for him to meet his goals. Which yeah. is worse, his character in that film or his character in Dodgeball, which is the worst villain. Or mm. his or his character in uh Happy Gilmore is pretty awful too, the orderly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's He's right. terrible in that. Right. That's right. Um, he does a good villain. I would actually I I would say that it's either the character in Happy Gilmore or Heavyweights okay. because like, I feel like you could push around athletes and they could take it, but, like, you push around the old folks or the kids, and right. that's not cool. That's I agree with that. That's I mean, fair. you push around anyone and it's not cool, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. All right. I'll I do. check it out. <laughs> I glad, promise. Glad we got past that <laughs> Heavyweights that got her to run a marathon. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, there it and is. And rip her hamstring. Who knew? Yeah. Oh, don't say that. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, All remember, right. What, what are you going to do after movie talk? That's right. Rest. I'm right. going to go, gonna go sit on the couch. Dewey's going to be thrilled. All right. So we wanted to include some options for you just in case you're not signed up for Disney Plus, which, hey, I get it. If you want to wait and see how people respond to it before you commit to it. 
all the power to you, but there is a chance that you might have Netflix. So right now we're each going to give a Netflix recommendation just in case that is your streaming service of choice. Riley, back to you on this one. Oh, my Lord. This is a Netflix original. It's out right now. If you haven't seen it yet, please. It's one of my favorite movies of the year, and that's Dolomite Is My Name. Eddie Murphy is back. Eddie Murphy is back, folks. Craig Brewer directs this. It gives me great pleasure in watching this and knowing that Craig Brewer is also going to do the sequel to Coming to America. I know sequels way after the fact haven't always been uh, well-received. Uh, you know, sometimes we don't catch that magic again. But if anybody can do it, it's Craig Brewer based on this. And Eddie Murphy's performance in this is so, so it's good. it's so good. I mean, I cried at the end of this mm. movie. The the feeling you get, all of us here, everybody out there that might be watching this thinking, you know, is it, am I too old to make it in this industry? Am I too old? Has it passed me by? If, whether it's producing, acting, writing. This man, Eddie Murphy, does it. He just never gives up. He creates that alter ego in Dolomite, and it's his journey of how he made these wonderfully ridiculous movies that then took off. And then you have a great supporting cast, Key and Michael Key, Mike Epps, Craig Robinson, Devin Joy Randolph, who's fantastic in this, Cody Smith McPhee. Oh, my God, Snoop Dogg is in this thing. Mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg has a great first scene with Eddie Murphy. This is a movie that I just highly recommend. It's funny, it's charming, it's heartwarming, it has a great message at the end, and uh, Craig Brewer just knocks it out of the park. It's, it's on Netflix. More. Yeah. It's great. I watched this actually on my way back to New York for the marathon. I yeah. downloaded it and took it with me, and I was almost kicking myself after for not having seen it sooner because right. I missed it at a couple of festivals. If you, I mean, there's so many reasons to watch this movie. If you like movies about making movies, um, for some of the themes that you brought up, Riley, but it, really anybody out there with a dream that might seem like a lofty goal and you've been told no, yeah. this is the movie mm. to motivate you. And it goes back to like the idea of just, you know, almost getting a rush out of seeing somebody else's passion for what they do. Yeah. Them all yeah. coming together and to finish that film. It's you, so fun. You take some of it with you when you walk away. And I, just I love feel good scenarios. Like yeah, that. absolutely. The one guy you haven't mentioned, Wesley Snipes. He almost Wesley, Snipes. Wesley almost steals he, the movie from Eddie Murphy. He who steals, absolutely does. Right, yeah, right. He's he has so a great. great part in that. Yeah, good call, Roka. And, and it's a good it's a good thing for you to mention too, Rudy Ray Moore. I mean, this is a, everything yeah. you hit on. The fact that he was an older guy, the fact that he was like struggling and fighting, and there's there's so many great moments of actual emotional uh, uh, breakdowns by him after he meets up with the guys. And this is early in the movie, so not a spoiler. But he sits at the cafe and he goes, is this what my life's about? Is this what I'm going to do with the rest? Is this right. where I'm at? And how many of us haven't asked this who aren't like making multi-million dollars? Is this the best I'm going to be able to do with my life? We've all had those conversations with ourselves no matter where we're at at this point in our lives. And so it's, it brings it into that universal reality and then shows what he can do when he embraces what he wants to do really and pursues it with all his heart and things open up for him. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. It's That's the greatest thing at the end of the day. It's about having a dream come true. So I, I totally respect the fact that you got emotional at the end there. Oh, right, yeah. Yep. You're up now. Yeah. Let's break it down. You couldn't go further away from Dolomite Is My Name than The King. This oh, awesome yeah. period piece I loved. Listen, Henry V is maybe my top two in my top two favorite Shakespeare plays. So to see them do a version of Henry V, not the Shakespeare play, but a historical approach to it with Timothy Chalamet, who I've been told by Haley, everybody is very thirsty <laughs> for, uh, to see him playing Henry V nice. was awesome. Joel Edgerton is not your standard, typical, rotund, obese, false stuff more of a false stuff who's lived in and haggard and has been to 
the battles advising Harry. And oh, Robert Pattinson shows up to give you just a flavor, a taste of the level of acting ability he has now as the Dauphin. He is fantastic as the French king's son. Ben Mendelsohn is in this thing as Timothy Chalamet's dad, Henry IV. So it, it's two hours and like 15, 20 minutes. The battle scenes are incredible. The costumes are fantastic. The way this is shot is so phenomenal. So overall, I'm telling you, The King is a fantastic time for if you're into these kinds of movies, if you're into period pieces like yeah. this, and if you want to see some great acting from Chalamet, who, listen, he can, you know, he's, he's a waifish guy, but damn, he brings a massive level of uh, talent to play whenever he plays a role and certainly does it here. Uh, nice. David Michaud, right? Hey, David Michaud director? directed this yeah, thing, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's great. I still haven't watched it yet, but mm. uh, I, I mean, by the time you guys watch this episode, I might have because yeah. I, I was hoping to watch it this mm. weekend. Same yeah. here. Don't Mike came first, though. Yeah. That's fair. I want to see this, but we'll get to my binge-worthy stuff. There's a reason why I didn't check uh, out The King yet because I was okay. binging something. Fair that's enough. fair, that's so, fair. But I can't wait. Everything you said, Roka, when you say, like, I trust you and, and your opinion on this kind of stuff and it looks mm. fantastic. I, I watched the trailer last night. We were like, do we want to watch this now? I can't wait to see it because I love these period pieces and and, yeah. and Pattinson, I'm not surprised. Uh, this guy, I can't wait for him to be it's kind of a It's kind of a medium epic that takes its time. And I so love I'm like, that. That's a, a brilliant thing okay. in my opinion. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. My last, I'm going to get this right. I'm looking at my list. I can't mess this up this time. Uh, my Netflix recommendation is an older film. And if you listen to The Witching Hour, you might have heard me mention this before. And it's Headcount. Riley, did you ever watch Headcount? I don't think I you did. You should watch this movie. Okay. So, after the bummer that was Slenderman, which was a terrible mm. movie, and also the bummer that was Channel Zero coming to a close, even though we got four wonderful seasons, I was really in the need of a movie or a TV show, something that embraced the creepy pasta vibe. And in case Ooh. you don't know what that Ooh. is, it's stories that circulate online, and as you pass them along, they build, they morph, all that kind of stuff. And that is essentially what this is, a group of kids out in the middle of nowhere just, like, having a good time partying, and they tell a campfire story, and creepy things start to happen. And wow. it is just such a well-executed, micro-budget kind of film. Ooh. I believe it's a first-time feature filmmaker, L. Callahan. I think this is her first feature, but... I saw this at the Overlook Film Festival, and it was my favorite of the entire festival. Mm. And that's, you know, that's a festival where um, uh, uh, Jarmusch's last movie. Uh, oh, yeah. The Dead, the Dead Don't. Yeah, the zombie one. Help me. The zombie one with Bill Murray and Adam Driver. You don't know the title the either. The Dead Don't Come Back? The Dead that... Don't Die. The Dead Don't or, Die, I don't that's know why it. I had a brain fart on that one, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I really think this is like an incredible debut feature and it's something that really, you know, takes an interesting story and runs with it. And, you know, even though, I mean, I guess no, actually, it kind of like passes the baton to you after because I do remember walking around New Orleans uttering the name of the entity Whoa. that they bring up in their story. It's, it, it's something that you really take with you and I think it's a great watch and it's on Netflix. Wait, nice. I got to check this out. Were you uttering it because you wanted it to show up? Because I was like, I, I was just like messing with people. Yeah, yeah. Perry wants to summon demons everywhere she goes. I, I know it. I know you get all interested whenever I, I have do. ghost stories. I love hearing Like I ghost always stories. tell Perry, it's yeah. like when my, in my old place in Long Beach, whenever the TV would come on, just be like, why is the TV come on? Perry's like, should we go over there and ghost hunt? And I get like, jealous. Haley yeah. and I were recently talking to someone who was suggesting, you know, if you close yourself off to it, then you won't have those experiences. But like, mm. I am just open bring it on i want to meet you but it just doesn't happen i'm open to it and uh, as uh, collider live fans know uh my my grandmother's house she rang the doorbell the other day and huh. that was 
That was something. That I'd like when when the doorbell rings and nobody's there and it's a back door that nobody has access to. Give me a I had, break. What was that? You have the real ones. I, I get the fake ones. So yeah. first, I was woken up in the middle of the night by my printer printing something. Well, that's a, weird. It's weird until you look at your clock and you realize there was a power surge. And uh, that's why it printed something. And then last night in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, I heard like, bang. Bang. And I thought, like, I don't know what I thought. I thought someone was at the door or something. And I walked out, and it was just a poster that fell over. And I was oh, like, oh. Okay. oh okay. Yeah. Well, most people would be relieved. And I'm like, no nothing ghost. exciting is happening. What is my life? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna hide We're going to move on. We have one more list of uh, recommendations for you. But before we get to that, i got to tell you about some cool content coming to the YouTube channel like Rula 2. Here's a promo. Hey guys, Riley here, and let me tell you about Rule of Two. You looking for a Star Wars fix? Well, Rule of Two is that show. It drops in on Collider Video's main YouTube channel, as well as on Podcast One's Jedi Council feed. So go over there, subscribe, share it with your friends. It's hosted by myself and Mark Fernandez. We talk everything in the Star Wars universe with a lot of deep dives and a lot of conversations that go all in. You know what to do. Subscribe, join us there, and rise. Boy. All right, next. <laughs> I hope people heard that. I'm sure they did. Are, I just don't you, like looking uh, at myself. <laughs> you're judging your own promo. I am. I, I do am. the same thing when the witching hour one comes up. <laughs> uh, we have one more round of recommendations here, and it's, you know, a free-for-all. It doesn't matter the service, anything at all. I need to know the last thing that you guys binge-watched. Riley, it's back to you. Uh, going back to Netflix here, this is a series now, a limited series of eight episodes, and one of the most powerful kind of knocked me upside my head when I realized my fiance found this and started watching the first episode, and I sat down working, and then got slowly pulled into it, and we binged it over this past week, and that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix right now. It stars an amazing Caitlin De- uh, Dever, Dever, yeah. uh, Tony Collette, and Merritt Weaver, who are the three of them are fantastic. There are two things going on in this series that you need to know. One is that like a true crime series where there's a serial rapist out there. And this rapist is not just your everyday Jesus. It's one of the worst things you can possibly imagine. They know how to leave the crime scene completely free of any kind of evidence. And not only this, travels outside of jurisdictions to avoid capture. So you have two fantastic performers in Tony Collette and Merritt Weaver as the detectives on the case. But then you also focus on Caitlin uh, Deaver's um, character, who is one of the victims, and nobody believes her. And she is forced into a, a conscious, like, like whether or not to just, you know what, I'm just going to let it go away. And or, you know, do I do I lay into this and actually fight for the fact that I was raped? I am in need of help. But it's the, the politics of that small town, the police kind of looking the other way. It's a horrible, horrible thing that I believe happens every day in this kind of society and it's it's all brought together in this eight episode series my god it's powerful it's one of my favorite binges of late i could not turn away and every time i got home i would look to my fiance and go unbelievable yeah and we would have to get back to it we just finished it last night i have a question so i happened to have watched the first episode of this and granted i had flown into new york on a red eye and hadn't slept so i was a little tired when i was watching it but like it didn't really hook me from episode one okay 
Does, do you think that's a reason for me not to continue, or is it something that's going to dig its claws in as I go along? It's going to dig its claws in you as you go along, and I can understand maybe not getting hooked on the first episode because I kind of I got hooked, and then there was kind of some things that happened, and I was like, okay, and and maybe I looked away a little bit, but there's maybe it was episode two. Once you get into the aspect of the true crime, which I know you like, mm-hmm. um, that's what really got me, and then the performances started to really pull me in, and it was heartbreaking to watch Caitlin Deaver just uh, as uh, her name is Marie Adler in the series, just it's a powerhouse of a performance. And uh, I just adored her for this, the risks she takes as an actress. Um, it will dig your claws in you. It will challenge you. It will make you look away. But I, th- but I love it when series and movies do this, where they make you kind of face the horribleness that's out there in this world. So it's, yeah. it, it is a highly recommended binge, binge series on Netflix right now. Yeah, we we ripped through it in one day. We canceled wow. we can, wow. we canceled a social event that night that we were going to go my girlfriend and I because we were so just entranced. And you're right, Perry, to feel like the first episode's a little weird. It's because they're setting up her story. Then they're going to jump back and forth in time to yeah. the rest of the series. Okay. It's because it's a real true case that happened over three years. Is it true? Yeah, it's a true case. Holy, so, I didn't. I missed that. So those two Ooh. detectives, they come together. And the thing is, it's not you think they're going to come together and they're going to. No, they come together and they battle for like they're both alpha ladies from two different points of view. One's super religious. The other one is not. Right. So they battle about how to handle this idea of going forward and pursuing this rape case and one is a little more sensitive the other is more driven to achieve the goal and you see their partnership develop over time and there's one scene near the end of the movie where or it's in the series where they're walking and you're like this is alpha ladies getting shit done and you're yeah. just like wow this is incredible watch Merritt Weaver and Tony Collette come together and just take care of the situation and it isn't that what you would think that like simple like you should have known it's more complex yeah. and more layered so many which layers, makes yeah. it more human and real and I loved that about the series incredibly well acted yeah Caitlin Deaver my god this I mean there's an Oscar waiting for her down the road. Yeah. Maybe I'll circle back. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. to. Yeah. I, okay. It's it's a really, really powerful piece of, mm-hmm. uh, of a series that completely missed me. I had no idea. And Julie, my fiance, just watched the trailer and went, oh, this looks interesting. Yeah. And uh, I think that's one of the best kind of cases mm-hmm. when you realize, like, you find these things without hearing about it. And you're like, whoa. And yeah. it just sucks you in. Yeah. So. All right, Roka. Now, what is your binge watch? <laughs> well, moving completely to a different place. Hey, let's uh, lighten it up, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Living With Yourself uh, was my most recent binge nice. on, on Netflix, on a service, service that people have, Netflix. I, my other binge is a British service, but I don't want to get into that. But like, Peaky Living Blinders. With Yourself was fantastic. Huh? It was a Peaky Blinders. No, I already finished that. While I was, it's okay. something called The Bay, and it's only on BritBox, but it's fantastic. Okay. Uh, but what, Living With Yourself is from Timothy Greenberg. Uh, he wrote on The Daily Show. He's a Peabody Award-winning, Emmy Award-winning writer, and he created this series. Uh, Paul Rudd is in this thing. Ainsley B, I think that's how you say her name. She plays his wife. And what happens, the basic premise is this. This guy is in a marriage. They're both like it's pretty much heading towards divorce. Paul Rudd, the character, he's in this midlife kind of crisis. He sees a, a, a workmate of his all of a sudden be in a way better place in his life. And he asks him, what's it all about? A workmate slides the name over and it's this spa in this like cheesy old strip mall. He goes in there. What happens is they create a clone of you and that clone lives out the rest of your life with all your best aspects on the front of that clone. Wow. The problem is you're supposed to die. 
Paul doesn't die, so it becomes about him confronting his clone and figuring out how to live his life with his clone and uh, with his uh, with himself. So living with yourself has multiple meanings. Living with yourself or living with yourself, it's all it's it works on so many levels. Uh, and Ainsley B, I think that's her name. She is incredible. She is another reason to watch this. Her journey of understanding what is happening, and then when she's confronted with what's happened, and then and there's I, I'll spoil this a little bit. She starts to like the other version of him a lot better. And what does that bring into the situation? So, so much is explored here about relationships, humanity, and about how you can confront the negative aspects of yourself and bring out the more positive aspects of yourself. And even if you can, does that mean you're a better person or not? So there's so much that Timothy does in his writing. And I will throw this in. I got to interview him about him on the Collider Interviews YouTube channel. Great interview with him. He went into the what motivated him to make the, the show. You sold that very, very well. Oh, thank you. Okay. Because yeah. I feel like I've seen the billboards and the posters and everything, and I'm like, eh, nah. But like, you, yeah. you kind of got me with that. It, it makes you think. It, okay. And it's so good. And Rudd is great. He's so but charming. How long is uh, each episode? I think it's eight episodes, half an hour half each. Half hour? Yeah. Okay. Perfectly Easy done. binge right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. My pick, and I'm only through season one, so I haven't completed my binge yet, is Succession. And yeah. I, don't, I don't really think there's there's too many, like, deep meaning things in here i just kind of enjoy hanging out with this this empire that's the roy family and basically watching them screw each other over really my sister keeps trying to convince me that there's redeeming qualities in some of them and like she's a she's a kendall fan she's rooting for him but like they all suck they're all terrible people they're just screwing each other over Mm. i mean they're closest loved ones they're like standing right there basically eager and willing to pull the rug out from under them to get what they want any second they can this is a fantastically acted and shot show and it's kind of got, got that quality that they're all terrible and it, you're sitting there watching it and you're saying, don't do that. Like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? But there is something magnetizing about them that you mm. just want to keep living in the Roy family world. Yeah. I'm endlessly fascinated by it. And that theme is hands down one of the best theme songs I've heard in recent years. Every single time it kicks in, in the opening credits, I get all hyped. And then when it comes in during the actual episodes... It re-energizes me all over again. I cannot get enough of this series. Yeah, I've heard that. And that's that's on my list because now this thing, I didn't even know this thing existed. Mm-hmm. People were started talking about it uh, already on uh, season two, mm-hmm. especially on Collider Live. A number of people on Collider Live were like, oh my God, and I've heard this. So I got to get in on this. Have, you haven't seen it? I've seen one. I saw the pilot episode the other okay. night. My girlfriend was out 30 minutes in. She's not going to come back to it. But I was in by the end of the, uh, end of the pilot. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to see more about these people and about this family and the lunacy it's a, involved in it's it. It's a very good pilot, but I think yeah. some of you know the best assets of the show come from getting to know the family members right. so so well, yeah. you know. Their their place within the company, their place just in terms of their relationships, yeah. then the extra relationships that surround them and some of the the periphery players, all of whom 
they might not have as much screen time as the main Roy family, but they all have a whole lot of weight to swing around. And it's just one of those shows that keeps you on your toes every single minute because you never know what someone is willing to do and when. And they all have so much power that, I mean, everything could implode right before their eyes. It's fascinating. Nice. Fascinating. And it makes me super happy that I don't work for a gigantic corporation. (laughs) Like, is it even worth it if people behave like that? I hope not, even though I'm sure many do. All right. Before we say goodbye to you guys, we had Dorian pull a couple couple Twitter questions that I haven't read yet. So I'm going to read them right now. Let's see what happens. David Dranow asks us, what would you think is the best franchise or type of movie to cast each other per, each other person at the table in, and what kind of role <laughs> would you think they would excel in? Roka, you're in a period piece. You're in like a, like the king, well, something I'm, I'm like that. that. I'm like down a, with that. like I feel like you need like swords and sandals or like knight armor, yeah, something like that. That's fair. Yep. I agree with that. Yep, I'll take it. Uh, Perry, I'm putting you in a scream like yes, horror movie franchise. Cool, you're cool. the final girl. You're going to kick uh, whoever that slasher's butt. Mm-hmm. Is you're gonna crush it. So I that's feel good about this. Yeah. Okay. You like um, that? Uh, uh, yeah. For Perry. I, 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 here's what I got. Okay. Um, coming this fall. She's she's <laughs> overworked. She's stressed, and she's trying to do things together. What's gonna help her find love? A romantic comedy oh, with Perry God, and Emerald. That's the perfect one. Because who would think? Of the, you know, because Perry's always doing so many things. <laughs> Who's gonna break the cycle of Perry doing so many things? A man coming into her life, bumping into her creation no, I got with it. a spell no, no, no. and love. I got suits. it. I got it. The okay. movie takes place over a marathon. Oh, the oh, meet cute oh, is God. the beginning of the marathon, and it's. The rom uh, the rom com happens through the marathon. Yes, they move closer into the in the and then the film one scene. is going to run and, yeah, forward yeah. now and then this, the other. This and then, could have like happened, this. but rather than making human friends right before the race, I was at the therapy dog the, tent and I, where show, I, I showed you the beautiful uh, lab that I met. Oh, I know. That was like the nicest thing in the world. But uh, put like the the tagline for this this idea should be must love cats or yeah. actually must love cats. That. No, no, no. Cross that out and just okay. do must love Dewey. Must love Dewey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm Done. highly allergic to cats, so I probably shouldn't have any more of them. In my yeah, life. <laughs> but, but I'm with you, Perry Faroka. I'd put in like a Braveheart kind of period piece. Uh, I would see you in that. That's pretty right. cool. And well, of course, and a western. I yes, mean, well, come on. I would want you in a on. western as my okay. fellow uh, yeah. five horsemen mm-hmm. here. The outlaw deserves right. that. Uh, a little quick draw. I could see him taking some people out. Um, <laughs> I don't know easy, what you got for the me. The easy answer for you would definitely be Star Wars and being a yes! Jedi. Yes, but what? I have another idea (gasps) okay we need the Riley version of High School Musical or some sort of oh, musical boy. sitcom where every couple of minutes Riley breaks out into song and dance. I mean, and it's and it's about like you making it as a writer in Hollywood, <laughs> right? I sure. I mean, I can. I have sung in my life. I'm, I'm fairly decent, but uh, I'll take it. Okay. But, uh, but but the first one though, the Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I'd like uh, the circle that one there. I get. Give me a lightsaber. That's the pages all I want. are gonna come today. Yeah, I know. Uh, here's, here's my lightsaber. <laughs> here's what I got for you, Riley. Oh, okay. A prequel. A Jurassic Park prequel. Riley plays young John Hammond, discovering. Oh, oh I'm kind of jealous now. Ju- discovering this ability to create the dinosaurs is like the beginning uh. of the process. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, if I'm hired by that if company, I may, yeah. then the first instead of like you know in Jurassic Park we get there and the dinosaurs are there and it's like, well, where were the first 
dinosaurs. What was mm. the first dinosaur that didn't pass the test? Right. Oh, no. And there was like a prequel where young John Hammond, and it's like, and it's like <laughs> mutant dinosaurs that came out with like three heads. And they're like, whoa, the- we didn't get that one right. We got to kill it, but it yeah. escaped. This is a horror movie exactly. right now. It works. <laughs> Boom. Young John Hammond, horror, mutant dinosaurs, because he didn't get that right cocktail together of the DNA. <laughs> Mr. DNA wasn't even in this yet. This idea yet. feels better suited to book John Hammond rather than movie John Hammond, <laughs> right, but right, I, right. I'm still into yes, it. Yeah, I'm yes. with you on that. Point. But uh, yeah, Young, I'll, I'll put on all white. I'll get the hat. I'll put yeah. on a little bit of a limp and get a cane, but I cannot wait. Mutant dinosaurs, three-headed, coming at you. <laughs> Lots of horror. I'm in. You got gold picture. Let's try to get one more in the mix here. This, I think this is a fun one. Uh, oh, fans of Collider, a big shout out to that uh, mm. that Twitter account and that group of individuals because yeah. you guys are so supportive of the show and please know how much we appreciate that. Um, uh, they're asking, if you traveled to Oz and you got to see the wizard for a favor, what would you ask for? It could be anything. Uh, I mean... Mr. Oz, I uh, I need a lightsaber, please. <laughs> Just keep okay. going to Star Wars. Uh, let me think. You know, so Scarecrow needed a brain, uh, a heart for Tin Man, courage for Lion. <sighs> Dorothy wanted home. Uh, I was about to get very very specific in my yeah. pitch. Do it, do, do it. it, do it. Um, I want. Well, I was thinking something along the lines of like having like a collider interview show that I get to host that's like bought by, you know, like a Netflix or an Amazon or something like with, with like big fancy stuff. Yeah. But then, yeah. but then you're like courage and a heart and all yeah. that. Well, I mean, it's like, do you go the, like the metaphorical route of like, you know, courage, yeah. courage, you already had it lying. Come on. You did. Mm. You, you, Wait, you so did. We, we each get a long answer, but we each get a one word answer. Okay. Lightsaber. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's one word. <laughs> Financial stability. That's there two it words. Is. It's two words, but we'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. I, which, wh- wh- you're confusing me. You say you don't want to work for a big corporation, but you want your show to be bought to work for Amazon and Netflix. Well, you know, I just mean, I mean someone with like deep pockets who can give us all the money in the world so we can visit like incredible it. creators yeah. anywhere, no matter where they are. And go. it's so like, you know, everybody here can work on like one really cool big show to get. I, don't I know. like that idea. Like that's fun. That's called financial stability. I think I, 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 guess, I there guess, it is. You know, maybe I should have changed my answer to <laughs> I that. Think it all works. The other one I thought about is family. If I could have the wizard snap his fingers and somehow convince my whole family to move out to California, <laughs> that's good. I'd be good. Is there, is there any, could the wizard resurrect anyone? Like, I mean, Oof. are we talking like. Now you're getting real huh. deep. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's the wizard. I it's like the wizard. So can I say, hey, I want my best friend Cal back. Oh. Like, can we do that? I, like that I mean, if we're playing with house money here, That's I mean, fair. I want. That's fair. Hey, there's Cal. Cal. I think we would all pick hey, that. Hey, buddy. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Don't cry, everyone. Everybody's yeah, fine here. Jesus it's okay. Christ, it's okay. Buddy. It's okay. Um. <laughs> 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 Wait, what was the long answer? Do we have a long answer? What was your long answer? Cal? Cal? I I rattled on about some sort of show. (laughs) Here's my long answer. answer. Retire to a beautiful uh, house on the English East Coast with my girlfriend and be able to take care and live a great rest of my life. That that would be what I'd like the wizard to give me immediately. You can't retire. I don't oh. believe you can retire. Oh, I got to retire. You, your version of retiring, though, is having every other thing you just said, but while you could make 
500 podcasts while you live in this wonderful place. That's fair. I'm still going to have a lot to say. That's yeah. fair. As long as I have a studio at the bottom of the house. Yeah, that's a fair point. All right, Perry, you nailed okay, it. Okay, one nailed silly it. thing each. Silliest uh, thing you can think of. Silliest thing from The Wizard? Damn, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Fantasy football win. Done. Boom. Okay. All right, I want to beat Jack. Fair. Uh, uh, can, can that power of flight? I don't know. Can I, so I can fly? Oh, that's a better no. one. <laughs> to be president. To be president. Okay. Is that, I, is that? I don't know what this assortment <laughs> says about us right now, but we got to go. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the good recommendations and then all the nonsense that followed. Riley Roca, thank you so much for doing this thank today. You, it is always a pleasure. Cody in the booth, thank you for your help. Same to Dorian for picking all those great tweets because that was fun. Guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and we will be back live tomorrow morning at 9 p.t. with a new episode of Movie Talk. Napa know how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.